Namaste. Good morning, listeners. Today is August 25th and today is Radha Ashtami. So unlike the Gregorian calendar that is 365 days that has 12 months that we follow in Vedas, we follow a lunar calendar. So Ashtami means the eighth day before a full moon or a no moon. So today is that Ashtami. Today is a very special Ashtami because it is appearance of Supreme Lord's Shakti. So I want to ask Atul to talk about Shakti. What is Shakti? What is power? What is Mother Nature? What is, uh, is, is Mother Earth the same as Mother Nature? What is a goddess? All right, Atul, all yours. So, on this very special auspicious day of Shri Radhashtami, we celebrate the appearance of Supreme Goddess Shri Radha within this world. I'd like to speak something about her glories. O Supreme Goddess Shri Radha, you have the complexion of molten gold. You are the queen of Vrindavan and the daughter of King Vrishabhanu. I offer my pranams to you again and again. So, who is Supreme Goddess Shri Radha and what is Shakti? These are questions that we'll try to answer today. So Vedanta says, Shakti Shakti Mador Abheda. There is no difference between Shakti and Shaktiman. So what is Shakti? We can say that Shakti is spiritual power and Shaktiman is that person who is the wielder of power. So, powerful and power. Supreme power is Shakti. Shakti is manifested within this world as Prakriti. And Shaktiman is manifested within this world as the Purusha, represented by Shiva. So this material world is the frame within which we live and we are tucked away in a tiny little corner of this world. In this world, we have things such as being born into a particular body, being wrapped by layers of ego, mind and intelligence. And we tend to think of these things as reality. But there is another aspect of Shakti, which is manifested as Maya Shakti, or the potency of illusion. And it is because of this illusory potency that we see things as permanent when they are not. This world is real. It's not false. It is something that is true, but it has an illusory nature. 
The example is given that we sometimes see water that appears as if we could walk on it, but it is actually water and we would fall into the water. Or sometimes we see land with a mirage. It looks like there's water, but it's just a reflection of hot air on the surface of hot earth. So this world is illusory by nature, and the first illusion that the Atma is wrapped in is Ahankar. The Atma is a tiny spark of Shakti. It's a tiny fragment of spiritual Shakti, of true spiritual energy, but it becomes wrapped in a layer of ego or Ahankar, our false identification with matter. And so the spiritual Atma, our true self, is bound up and connected to all of the illusory and temporary ideas of the body and everything related to it. And all of our concepts of I, me, mine, these are all arising from Ahankar. Along with Ahankar, we have mind and intelligence, which we use to manifest our desires and try to fulfill our desires and our role as the Purusha or enjoyer within this world. Purusha is the concept of being the enjoyer. It's also considered to be the representative of being male, of dominating, of enjoying and controlling. But actually all of us are out to be little enjoyers in our own right. The thing is that in this world we have a body which does not last forever. We have senses which do not last forever. And as we get older, the ability of our senses to enjoy becomes diminished. And at the end of life, we are left with very little. If we are still trying to cling to ideas of enjoying, our life will be very frustrating. We will leave taking nothing with us. So, we are recommended to pursue a life of spiritual improvement, to get beyond these layers of ahankar or ego and understand the spiritual nature. How are we connected to Shakti? We are a spark of divine energy, and that divine energy does not exist without the Shakti Man, the wielder of energy, the supreme powerful, the Supreme Personality. And when we are connected with the Supreme Person through loving service, we experience Ananda, or bliss, which is everlasting, which does not diminish, and which is not taken away even when the body is destroyed. So, when we worship Shakti, we are not asking Shakti to give us her blessings separately, we are asking her to help unite us in loving service with the Supreme Person, and she is only too happy to do so. Shakti is also manifest as Goddess Lakshmi, the Goddess of Fortune, 
Everyone is after her blessings. Oh, please, goddess of fortune, smile upon me. Make me lucky today so that I will be successful in gambling. Let me win some money. Let me get something from this lottery ticket. Let me win. I want to have more so I will enjoy life. The concept of enjoying life is itself illusory. And Shakti is not meant for our enjoyment. We are ourselves Shakti. Whether our bodies are male or female, our nature is to be predominated, is to give pleasure to the supreme enjoyer. Even our identity with being male and female is a temporary thing that is related to the body. So we have to get beyond this concept that I am this body and things related to the body are mine in order to appreciate the glories of Supreme Goddess Sri Radha. We have to come out of this material world which is full of identifications which are wrapped by the layer of ahankar or ego so that we can come into the selfless spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is dominated by bliss. It is dominated by love, and it is characterized by loving exchanges. There is no birth, death, disease, or old age. There is no darkness. There is no ignorance. There is no hatred. There is no envy in that place. This is the realm of Shakti. Actually, in the spiritual realm, it is Shakti which controls everything in different forms. In the Vishnu Purana, it is said that the Supreme Personality, Bhagavan Vishnu, has so many different Shaktis, and his Shaktis are all acting independently and doing everything. Swabhavaki Jnana Balakriyacha. They act with different potencies and with full knowledge independently. So Shakti Shakti Mador Abheda. There is no difference between Shakti and Shaktiman. In this world, the concept of male and female tends to predominate everything, and we are all wrapped up in bodily attraction. But actually, in the spiritual world, it is the concept of lover and beloved which reigns supreme. And loving service exists in different forms. It exists as being a servant, being a friend, being a parent, or being a lover. And there are secondary rasas or relationships as well. These are all based on selflessness and selfless service and giving pleasure to the Supreme Personality. This is the highest form of bliss. It is a difficult concept for us to understand because in this world we tend towards selfishness. Although we get more lasting happiness when we do things that are less selfish and when we do things out of love for others. This is because we are actually meant spiritually to be in a position of loving and selfless service. 
So, as we cross over the boundary of passing behind layers of ego and we cross into that illuminated realm, Vaikuntha, the place with no anxiety, with no birth, death, disease, and old age, we are now entering the realm of true identity where we do not do things out of vanity or pride or arrogance, but we do things out of a motive of loving service. And it is in that realm that we have now come to the foothills of the mountain, which is the great glory of Shakti and Supreme Goddess Shri Radha. She is manifest in the opulent realm of Vaikuntha as goddess Lakshmi, who is the wife of Narayan, the lord of Vaikuntha. She serves Narayan and is dedicated to his every need. There is a story once that Narada Muni, the sage who was able to travel between all realms, spiritual and material, once visited Vaikuntha and he saw that Lakshmi was cooking for Narayan, and Lakshmi was also taking the remnants of his food. So Narad thought, oh, I would like to get some of this prasad, because to take remnants in this world is tamasic, but to take the remnants in the spiritual realm of the Supreme Person, this is the Supreme Blessing. So he wanted to have some of this prasad, and he thought, how can I do it? So he changed himself to look like a very beautiful woman. And he came to the abode of Lakshmi and said, Oh, I want to serve you. I want to be your serving lady. So for one year, Narad in the form of a woman served goddess Lakshmi. And Lakshmi was very pleased with this service which was done by Narada Muni in the form of a woman. And so she said, Oh, here, I give you a little bit of a laddu, a sweet that has been tasted by Bhagavan Narayan. Immediately Narada Muni took that laddu and he went to his dear friend Shankar Shiva in Kailash, which is between the material and spiritual realms. And they took each of them a little bit of it, and it had such an incredibly undescribable taste. They were dancing and jumping in ecstasy. Then Goddess Parvati, the supreme goddess of this material world, came to Shiva and said, Oh, my dear husband, why are you and Narada dancing like this? Then they looked somewhat ashamed and said, Oh, we got some prasad from Bhagavan Narayan in Vaikuntha. She said, Oh, really? Please give me some. They said, Oh, we have already taken it. Then she became very angry and she said, Oh, you men are so selfish. I shall go to the earth and become Annapurna and I shall make sure that nobody goes without having the prasad of Bhagavan Narayan. So 
in Jagannath Puri, there is a temple of Annapurna Devi where the Mahaprasad, the food which is offered to Lord Jagannath in the temple, is distributed to everyone. And all of the prasad is always distributed every day. This is the story of Annapurna. But in Vaikuntha, it is very difficult for anyone to have direct loving service of Narayan. He is the Supreme Master. He is the Lord of everything and you cannot get too close. He is like the big king and everyone will bow down and they are enjoying their blissful existence. But no one has the opportunity to serve him directly. Above Vaikuntha is the realm of Goloka, and it is in Goloka that Supreme Goddess Sri Radha rules. She is the queen of Vrindavan. She is the mistress of Vrindavan, and she always captures the heart of Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, with her loving service, with her sidelong glances. She is able to control him, just as an elephant driver can sometimes use a small stick to move a great elephant. And so we celebrate her as the Supreme Goddess, as the embodiment of loving service for the Supreme Person. We want to come closer to the Supreme Person. That is the point of yoga practice. And how to come closer, we require the mercy of the Supreme Goddess Sri Radha. So we sometimes chant this Maha Mantra or great chant, which is especially recommended in this age of Kali. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In this mantra, Hare represents Shakti. It represents Supreme Goddess Shri Radha. Krishna represents Shri Krishna, the Supreme Person, the All-Attractive. And Rama also represents the Supreme Reservoir of Pleasure. Ramante Yogino Nante Satyananda Chadatmani Iti Rama Pade Nasao Param Brahma Bhidiyate so, by taking shelter of this Maha Mantra, we are asking the blessings of Supreme Goddess Sri Radha that we may be united with our original source of pleasure in a mood of selfless and loving service in that beautiful self-effulgent spiritual realm which is far beyond all concepts of ego, birth, death, disease, and old age, where there is no hatred and love reigns supreme, where every step is a dance and every word is a song. I bow down to that supreme goddess, Sri Radha, on this very auspicious day and ask that she should bless us and bless all listeners with her supremely merciful sidelong glance. Hare Krishna.